Hello and welcome to Garblag Games. We're playing Dungeons and Dragons 5th Edition Planescape, and this is The Dark of the Cage. Hello and welcome to the first episode of our brand new show, The Dark of the Cage. I'm Pete the Dungeon Master, and in a minute we'll go around and everyone will tell you who they are and who they're playing in this new exciting uh, adventure. But before we do, uh, you can find all our social media links below. Uh, and we have just a couple of announcements to make before we get going. So we have our friends of the channel, our semi-sponsors, um, the Thornless Rose, are building up to their fantastic Kickstarter. And you can see some wonderful leathery goods that may involve oh, lasers. Yeah. Uh, so I've got a handy camera here that's near me that I can just show. Um, which I'm using to roll my dice from the lovely dice tower that I've been given. Um, uh, they do wonderful things. They're going to be at the UK Games Expo and various other events. Yep. Uh, you can go over to their website. Uh, we've got links below for them. Uh, and there's going to be a Kickstarter for these awesome D20 dice bags that are they're like a kit that you get with some lace and leather triangles and numbers and stuff and you kind of put it all together yeah. and you've got this cool uh, die that put you can roll stuff in it. but also holds a load of stuff loads and loads and loads of stuff so that's very cool oh <laughs> even more stuff loads your of warp stuff. stone dice yeah they're morgans <laughs> harris here our other announcement is that we are supporting Diabetes UK. We mm -hmm. have set up a Just Giving page, which we have a link for below, and we are raising funds to support those. It's a, a cause close to my heart. My nephew, George, has got uh, type 1 diabetes, and I spent the Easter weekend with my sister and her family, and we had a long discussion about all the kind of challenges and pitfalls and dangers of small children having to be monitored constantly throughout the night. Mm -hmm. And it made me think, hang on, maybe we can all do something to help uh, and we can kind of contribute to uh, that. So please check out the link below. Uh, we have a modest target that we're trying to get to. If we hit it, then we'll just set up another one and we'll just keep going. Um, so we've already had some donations. So thank you very much, those of you who have donated. Uh, but please check that out. Uh, we're trying to do a bit with our kind of modest community. Cool. Okay. Uh, I'm trying to think. Our other shows. So we have, we've just started a Dark Heresy show, uh, which is called... On the Edge of the Emperor's Light. Yes. And several people in the room are involved with that game. I'm very annoyed that I can't get to play in it. Uh, but I've watched most of the first episode and it's a lot of fun. There's flamethrowers involved, so go and check that out. <laughs> yeah, there were. Yep, it's really cool. Uh, we also have uh, Star Trek Morpheus, which I do get to play in. And I am the Cardassian science officer, Griot Tovon. Uh, and that's a lot of fun. We're tackling with Jem'Hadar at the moment, which is always fun. Um, and we also have Vostok's Chance, which is our 1990s... Running Man meets American Gods. <laughs> yep. Definitely meets Power it. Rangers. <laughs> meets <laughs> Die Hard. Meets. Ah! So, references. Yeah, absolutely. So, if you want to hear some of our players play characters reviewing films <laughs> that came out in the 90s, Someone's then watch us to do that. <laughs> I know, I know. A show of you in character reviewing films. I'm anyway, I'll so. Check out Vostok's Chance as well. On top of that, we just finished uh, Flint and Steel, which is our Warhammer Fantasy Roleplay show. 
and we have uh, Masters of Monsters, which are made to the Ascension show. We have older shows, but they're not as good quality and sound. I, I thought I just said that Flint I know, and Steel. But there's more. There's lots of it. Oh, there is loads of Flint. There's two seasons of it, and we're going to come back for a third season as well. But anyway, uh, before I go into a bit of a what is Planescape description, because not everyone watching or in the room knows much about the setting, I thought we'd go around and people could say who they are, who they're playing, not where you are, because that's going to be part of the intro, mm. but who you are and what your character's about. Uh, hi, uh, I'm Simon. I'm playing uh, Attila. Uh, he's a gif, so he's basically uh, seven foot six tall, at 320 pounds with a hippo's head. <laughs> um, uh, he's currently uh, toting a, a rapier yep. and a pistol. Yep. Um, and he's a rogue. Uh, he doesn't use lockpicks. He uses small demolition charges to open. <laughs> <laughs> yes, little bits of gunpowder. Yeah. Oh, uh, I'm Leon. I'm playing Heskin Longsnout. He's a kobold bard, uh, originally hailing from Faerun, about two and a half foot tall. <laughs> um, I'm seeking bold adventures to boldly adventure with, and looking for great songs to sing and tales to tell. Hmm. So, I'm Sam, that bit we know. Um, <laughs> I random rolled Morgan for Flint and Steel, and it went really well. Yes. So, I've random rolled my Dark Heresy character, and I've random rolled my D&D. So, I'm going to be playing a druid. Yay! Who's a tabaxi. Cool. Which is the cat people race. Yes. And, um, yeah, she's kind of along for the ride at the moment. <laughs> we'll see what happens. Yes. Uh, hi, I'm Roger. I am playing Hriak, the half-elf sorcerer. And I'm from originally from Dark Sun. Athas is oh, the name Athas. of the world. So which cool. is the Dark Sun world, which is yeah. a bit like Mad Max meets D&D. Um, That's exactly what it is. Yeah, so, you know, water, not really a thing. Metal, not really a thing. Um, and my character has no idea what's going on at all. <laughs> like everyone here. <laughs> he was running away from some people that wanted to kill him and suddenly stuff. Yep. Uh, I'm John. I'm playing Jophiel, who is a paladin of Imatia, who is a fresh-faced, lawful, good paladin, um, just straight out of martyrdom um, after her training has been completed and is now looking for a purpose in life. It can only go well. Yes. And Jim can't be with us this evening. Uh, he's studying for some exams. Uh, however, he is playing uh, Quaff and Aracocra Tempest Cleric. Uh, so it's with the party, uh, with with some of you at the beginning, uh, and uh, is is uh, he can't not be there really. But anyway, uh, <laughs> but he should be with us on the next episode. So that's cool. Okay. So also, just like to point out, Simon went to the midnight showing of Avengers last night. So if he's yawning like he just did, he's just a bit tired. He's alright. That's because I've not had very much sleep. <laughs> yeah. Well, I'm committed. <laughs> Excellent. Good. Good man. Right. Okay. So. Planescape, what's it all about? Well, uh, Planescape is the span of the entire multiverse in the D&D world. Um, in the 5th edition, there's been a slight change to the cosmology and multiverse. I'm winding back the clock to 2nd edition with the uh, traditional box set for uh, Planescape here, which I have and love. Um, and we're going back to 2nd edition uh, cosmology. Uh, but with 5th edition rules, because I like the rules. So, I've got a couple of images to put up on the screen. Mm -hmm. 
and that may be interesting for people if I can see the buttons. There we go. I oh, see that is so much more useful because I was going to say, "Shall I pick up the thing?" <laughs> and you're like, yes. "No, no, no." I've okay, got it. so whilst I'm describing it, have we got all of those out in front of the players? No, we've only got one of them out. Here we go. Here's the other one. So on the right, what we can see is the structure of the cosmos itself. And I'll put this down for my players so you can see that as well. Yay. So in the top right, we have the prime material plane, uh, and within crystal spheres reside all the worlds that we know Ooh, as the traditional D&D settings. So that would include Athas, that would include Faerun, Ontoril, Mount Celestia, uh, Kryn, and all that lot. Stretching off away from them, through the uh, ethereal plane, we have the inner planes, which are all to do with the elements. So you have the, the four main ones, earth, fire, air, and water. Um, Jim's character is from the elemental plane of air, for example, where lots of Aarakocca come from. And you have the quasi and the demi elemental planes between them of ash and smoke and magma and stuff like that. And you can actually sort of journey across the elemental plane of fire through the plane of magma into the plane of earth, if you know the right ways to go. And travel and exploration of the planes is a key theme of the entire the show, but also the, the setting itself. So finding the ways between the planes and the worlds is part of it. Now, what you can see stretching down in the right there is the astral plane coming down to this, the great wheel, as it's referred to, of the outer planes. Um, and this is where you have in the centre the outlands, which is the picture on the left. This is where you fight. This is kind of neutral territory. This sits between all the other planes. Yeah. And uh, in the centre of which there is an infinite spire. And on the top of which sits Sigil, the city of doors. Which is where all the planes of existence have pathways and routes into. Uh, and it's kind of the, the centre of the multiverse. Around the outlands there are a series of what are called gate towns. And each of these has a gate. Which is a permanently open portal that you can see through. Most portals, you can't see through them. You can see that they're there, but you don't necessarily know what's on the other side. Um, these gate towns are aligned, literally, because alignment is very important in Planescape, with one of the outer planes. And what you can see in the bottom right there is this kind of great wheel of planes where you have uh, the, the, let me get this right, the lawful on the left, the chaotic on the right, the good at the top, the evil at the bottom. And you kind of go around the wheel from lawful neutral on the far left with the giant cogs. I'm sat in uh, the right place. <laughs> yeah. Uh, That's mine, because I'm here. Yeah. And the far and the kind of turning wheels of uh, Mechanus. Uh, you go round past Mount Celestia, Arcadia, the Beastlands, which is where our tabaxi friend mm. is originates from. Yep. Round past Pandemonium, <coughs> the chaotic neutral uh, realm, uh, <laughs> round towards chaotic evil of the abyss and Carceri, which is an infinite prison within itself forever. So all of these planes are very funky, very cool. They have very different physical attributes. Uh, and if you are near a gateway to one of these planes, there may be a hint as to what it is on the, your surroundings, especially on the outlands where the towns, the gate towns themselves, often resemble parts of the, the, the kind of entry-level bits of the planes, uh, and so does the terrain around them. Now, um, that those those um, those gate towns are permanently kept 
in a state where they don't fully align with the plane, because if they did, they would physically slip off the outlands and into that plane of existence. Then you've lost your door. And then you've lost your door, and you need to establish a new one, and that is all kinds of pain. Um, cool. So, this is kind of the, the big uh, cosmos going on. Our adventure will begin in both the astral plane and the outlands. So, I'm just going to take those off the screen. Uh, that's a little, a little, uh, oh, and we're back. Hello. Okay, cool. So, our story begins in three places. Uh, two of those are in the astral plane, and one of those is on the outlands. Uh, so, and this is kind of I'll give you guys a little bit of an intro to what's going on and how you all happen to be in the same place at the same time. So we begin on board a giant ship with the front shaped like the face of a kraken. <laughs> Flying through the astral plane, an infinite void of silver clouds, colour pools and kind of twinkling distant stars that you can never reach. This ship has just recently done battle with the vessel of Attila. Uh-huh. And you you we, have in we, fact we didn't come out so good. No. Attila has in fact been captured. Oh no, it's hidden away, stowed away. Yeah. Snuck on board during the battle and hidden well, down below decks. Charged. Yes, you charged on board, killed some people, there weren't people and around you, hid. and then you hid. And oh, you know. found in the bowels of the ship in a cage, Heskin. Uh, who has been kept captive alongside various others. And it seems that these people are slavers uh, hired by the Githyanki to raid other ships, capture people, and they seem to be looking for something. Now, this ship is flying through this astral void and the, the crew has been depleted by the battle. And as you are down in the bowels, there is a, a great shaking of the vessel. And it sways side to side. Heskin sort of rattled around. You're not so much. You're quite. <laughs> you're actually small. kind of like this, like jammed up inside the. It's quite a small space for me. Well, it's maybe about six foot. So yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, and there are people moaning and groaning in the corners as they kind of f fly around the room, sort of manacled to the sides, sort of wrenching their wrists and ankles, um, of all different kinds. Um, and you can hear a great commotion going on above. And this, you decide, is the moment when you are going to try and escape and surge onto the, the deck of the ship. Uh, so with your newly, newly found friend, Heskin, after, after blowing the, the padlock off of his... Um... Yeah, timed with a clash yeah. of the uh, astral storm outside, um, you free him. Uh, and the two of you make your way up onto the deck. And as you do, you can see that Heskin, this is a very alien view for you. You've, you've heard stories of these things. People talk about the astral realm and it's a gateway and a channel onto other realms. But you've always thought it's kind of stories. Whereas Attila, you've flown this, you've gone around the crystal spheres, you've been on a spelljammer vessel yourself. And um, to the left, sorry, to port, <laughs> there is spinning the, a giant arm, a huge, massive, gargantuan arm, which looks like it is made out of calcified rock, a grey, cracked and pitted surface. This you know to be part of a carcass of a dead god. And this is floating through the void beside you. And the ship is sailing or flying or 
do a bit of both alongside this thing and sort of eagle-eyed people hobgoblins on the crew are looking across it with telescopes and other means to see if they can see anything on it as they're doing that astral conduits which are like yeah you know in stargate the kind of tunnel that goes mm-hmm. from one stargate to another that kind of thing uh, or the abyss you know they look sort of watery and dimensional door at the same time mm-hmm. are snaking all around in a in a conf- confluence that you've never seen this kind of that is worrying you and it's lashing all around and the crew around you are either scared about this or looking at this giant arm which is huge like 50 times the size of your vessel and the hand at the far end is kind of clutched like this and you hear very distant the the sounding of a strange horn like a long alpine blast and around you the conduits lash in towards the hand and as they do you charge forwards and you get to the the helm and there is a hobgoblin staring mouth agape you put your pistol in his mouth <laughs> pop he's gone <laughs> and you jump onto the 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 sti- the wheel the great wheel of the ship off to one side you can see a mage who is kind of trying to wrestle control of the vessel because in the astral plane your mind controls your body not your muscles so your intelligence is how you move through the astral plane. So that's probably why you guys are in trouble. Um, <laughs> so uh, as, as this is going on, you jump, you stand there, you grasp the wheel, and ahead of you, whoo, these conduits swirl around you. And as you turn the wheel, I don't know whether you want to steer away or towards it. Oh, oh we go, you go towards the hand. Okay. Towards it. Uh, okay. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah. These conduits lash in. And one of them kind of phases across the deck of the hull. And as it does, it feels almost like the parts of the ship that are in there before the rest of it start to move suddenly. But it's so quick that it kind of all catches up to itself. And suddenly you are being propelled down an astral conduit. And people are flying around the deck, grabbing on. Heskin grips onto you. You grip onto the wheel. (laughs) And this ship flies through the astral conduit anyway how do we say your name again Kriak 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 you need a pint of phlegm in your throat yes, before you speak Kriak okay. you have been darting through the streets of Tyr the dust filled streets the sun being down on you uh, even at night this city is oppressive and the sorcerer king's forces have been chasing you into this dark uh, kind of warreny area of the city that you think you could hide in. You know that there have been strange disappearances going on in the city, and a new group known only as the Mercy Killers have been seen about the city, armed with fine weaponry, um, and they have been moving about and doing the, the kind of the behest of the Sorcerer King, backing up uh, his army, which has been recently sort of battered in a war with. Uh, one of the other city-states. So you've been kind of running away from these people. And there is a uh, Templar that is following you. These are kind of warlocks that are empowered by the Sorcerer King themselves. 
uh, in my fifth edition version of Dark Sun. Mm-hmm. Um, and this person has been following you uh, relentlessly, uh, and uh, they are known as uh, El 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 Elshin. There we go, Elshin. So Elshin has been following you uh, on your heels. Uh, their name is not important, which is because you're about to disappear somewhere. Uh, but no, some, mercy, spoilers. Some, some mercy killers have been sent after you, uh, and these large brutes um, have been tracking you. And you make your way through alleyway after alleyway, turning corners quickly, hiding, dodging. And as you come to a final doorway, as you step towards it, you feel the blood in your veins heat suddenly all the way through your body, coursing through you like some strange power. And as you step forward, what was a doorway seems to glow ever so slightly and mist up in the space between you and the room beyond. And you hear very faintly in the distance a horn sounding somewhere, not from behind you, from in front of you, but not in the room. You're slightly, you're almost in two places at the same moment for a second. And suddenly you are in a silvery void and shooting down a long, strange sort of tunnel through, between, around the strange colour pools floating beside you. And you sort of course suddenly through past some sort of large wooden structure that seems to have sails and long tentacles on the front of it. Mm-hmm. You don't know what that is. Uh, and a giant arm... <laughs> You've never seen a boat in your life. No. <laughs> uh, and a giant arm um, that's bigger than any arm you've ever seen. Uh, but it's, this all passes by you in a, in a mere moment. And as you fly past, you hear again this horn. And then suddenly, boom, sunlight. But no, it's, free, it's really cold. And you feel suddenly blue sky and strange white clouds. I've never seen white clouds before. Normally they're sort of dust clouds or, you know, kind of amber things that you hide from, you know, that kind of thing. You get inside when the clouds come. And as you sort of fall down, you see beneath, below you, uh, astounding to your eyes, a body of water the size of which you have never seen. This itself is the city of Tyr could fit within this body of water ten times over. And you fall, you're falling through the air. And as you as you start to fall, uh, and you sort of get sort of halfway down to the ground, you are suddenly profaning the entire way. (laughs) (laughs) Just pulling out a bit of parchment and a bit of charcoal. Bugger. (laughs) (laughs) Suddenly... Should have spent this on beer. (laughs) There's a ruffle of feathers, and you are snatched out of the air. Uh, and as you turn around, there is a strange-looking uh, creature uh, uh, with a bird head, large wings, oh, uh, and I've seen them. Yep. Yeah, and uh, this is an aracocra. Yep. Ah! Dark sun. Yep. Um, uh, but wearing armor that has kind of metal components to it, metal buckles and straps. It's light armor. There's definitely a metal component to it. I must which be minted. You are confused by. Uh, and uh, the 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 says, um, "I'm here to help you. Hold still." You do realise that you are kind of still kind of flailing, <laughs> flailing, uh, and you kind of 
stay still for a moment. And the Aarakocra um, starts to turn to fly down. Uh, and as it does, you look up and above you, you see this large wooden structure with mm. tentacles out the front of it and sails that are kind of tearing apart and splintering at a mast that shatters as it does, squeeze through a strange non-existent portal in the sky and start falling towards this sea, this huge uh, <laughs> boat. Uh, you guys are on board, <laughs> holding onto the wheel, and the ship is splintering and tearing around you. Hobgoblins are like clinging on. There's one clinging on to you, but, you know. <laughs> and there's people around. Um, there is a wizard that you've seen who is piloting the ship. Yeah. Uh, who the spelljam? Who flies away? <laughs> what a hero! I'm looping out of this. Yep. And there is uh, Brockla who is the, uh, the Gith Yankee's first mate, who's been yeah. left in charge of the vessel. Yeah. She is holding onto the stub of the mast and roaring some horrible profanities in Goblinoid that you, you, you don't know. Unless yeah. you speak Goblin. No. No? No? Okay. And suddenly this thing, like when you tip over the roller coaster ride, whoa, and the ship is falling through the air. You two. Uh, Jofiel and Echo, you and Quaff have been adventuring together for some time. And you are working for a, a faction in Sigil known as the Indeps. Uh, they are uh, an independent group uh, who... Well, Free the League, these guys. Free League, yes. And their whole thing is, we're not really a faction. We're just dudes. We just yeah, don't just... want to be part of anyone else's, Do therefore you... we're doing our own thing. Do you think... Uh, <laughs> Sod off, I don't need your mumbo-jumbo, is their quote. Their, philo <laughs> yeah, their philosophy, this ain't no faction and nobody tells us what to do. Keep your opinions, uh, options open. Nobody's got the key to the truth. And so far, that has kind of served you. You guys yeah. don't know Sigil very well. You probably know Sigil a bit more. Yeah. Uh, because your, your, your power, your meta, has sent you there occasionally with errands and jobs to do. Powers are not allowed inside Sigil. Only their proxies and their followers. I am a proxy. The last power that went into Sigil is the dead body that you guys just flew past in the <laughs> astral plane and the Lady of Pain destroyed that god. So. She's the boss. She is the boss. And she's the... the, the Ta-da! Mascot. That, the mascot of the, uh, of the setting. And she is a gargantuan woman with a wreath of blades around her head. She floats around the city, and if you see her, you're dead. Well, not really. If her shadow touches you, you're flayed alive. And she can instantly transport you to mazes within the bowels of Sigil that yep. you'll be in forever and go insane. Lots of fun stuff. I Unless love you're really, state. really lucky. Yes. Yes. Anyway, we're not in Sigil at the moment. But, um, Echo, you've been there once or twice. Mm -hmm. It's a city. Really Even like though it's it. quite cool. <laughs> it is a donut. It's a Taurus shape. Yep. And the city is on the inside of it. So above you and around you, there is city. So it's kind of like a little mini ring world. It's like thing. Halo. Yeah. Yes. <laughs> but not as big. It's was, kind of like donut. Something else, but okay. Kind of like a donut. Inception. Anyway. Yeah, well that. You have been doing various jobs and, and uh, quests, as Jophia would like you to think of them, mm -hmm. uh, for mainly your faith, actually. Um, nice. And out of Trade Gate, which is in uh, one of the cities on 
the Outlands, uh, that leads to Bytopia, which is where your power resides. You can literally, if you're lucky, go and meet your god. They exist there. And on all the planes, there are gods of all the different alignments, persuasions, races, all that kind of stuff, including the Greek pantheon, mm -hmm. the Norse pantheon. And Sion. <laughs> and everything. Yeah, and Sion. Uh, I think Meet yourself. I think that would be one hell of a crossover. Yeah. I think Jim's character um, worships Thor. Oh, cool. So, well, reluctantly. Anyway, <laughs> we'll, we'll let Jim talk about that next time. Uh, so, you've been questing together, and recently the in-depths have asked you to head to this area because... There's been a big influx of primes who are people from prime material worlds. Uh, you are not primes. You are planars. Mm -hmm. You are from one of the planes. Um, there are also a group of people known as petitioners who are those who have died and gone to their heaven. Mm -hmm. All the petitioners on the plane are like, they love it. They want to be there. That's where they want to be. If it's torturing each other, if it's fighting on is guard every day and dying and coming back the next day and going, hey, great battle yesterday, let's go again. <laughs> <laughs> you know, there's all this kind of weird and crazy stuff going on. You guys are planars. If you do die, you will become a petitioner somewhere. You know, there have been uh, adventures and stories in Planescape about going and finding someone who's died and trying to get them back. But petitioners don't want to leave. They want to stay on their plane, you know. Um, anyway, so lots of primes coming from prime material worlds. This happens all the time. You know, occasionally random portals open up. People wander in to Sigil like, oh, where the hell am I? What's bit, going on here? And someone points them towards a faction and goes, hey, Clueless, go over there um, <laughs> and, and talk to them. That you guys, more than, usual. more than usual, a high number of them are coming in and a lot of them on the Outlands and a lot of them in the, uh, the surroundings of Tir Nog, uh, which is a large body of water. Uh, as I said, it's a nice verdant realm on the edge of a body of water. Mm -hmm. And near there, there is an island where you have been directed to uh, through a portal from Sigil um, uh, from uh, somewhere in the Great Bazaar, which is kind of the headquarters of the Free League. Uh, and you have arrived on this island uh, with report that there will be possible primes coming in. Maybe you should investigate <laughs> yep. the area, see what's going on. <laughs> and as you are sort of looking around, uh, you see for, uh, a, a portal open in the sky. And uh, Roger's character... What does your character actually look like, Roger? Um, he's relatively scrawny. Uh, he's quite tall, though. Yep. Uh, dirty blonde hair, mm -hmm. uh, green eyes, uh, quite tan skin, uh, wearing clothes that would have once been very nice, but have seen much, much better days. Mm -hmm. And yeah, it's kind of in dark colours. Yeah. And okay. it's falling and swearing a lot. And uh Kraft says to you I'll 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 sort this out, shall I? Uh yes, if you <laughs> if you would. <laughs> and flies up into the air. Uh and as you see uh your Aracocra friend fly into the sky and sort of fetch this person from from the air. Um you are aware uh, Jophiel, that um, reports have come in from those primes that have made their way into Sigil, that a lot of them have come from a place of great suffering, which is why you are interested in this, because mm -hmm. your deity is all about suffering. Stopping suffering. Stopping suffering. Uh, and as you're watching Quaff kind of rescue this person, uh, you see above 
this ship, this spell jammer, a slaver vessel. You know these kinds of vessels. Yes. Um, these are slaver vessels, and you know that this ship will be full of people who are in- enslaved, <laughs> enslaved, and suffering. Uh, and you watch as uh, people and sort of bodies are falling from this ship. You guys are on board the ship. Uh, you're in midair, and you guys are on this island where there's a nearby sort of broken down tower where one of the doorways is a portal to sigil. So there's no kind of uh, resident people on the island, um, and you are kind of standing there looking up. And uh, this is how all of you come to be in the same place at the same time. Uh, and the ship is falling through the sky, uh, and Quef has kind of started to fly down. He's kind of chipping it down to to get you down there. Uh, and the ship, the ship is it's quite high up. So you're, I mean, you're falling, you know. So it's going to take you a little while, <laughs> but you are going to hit the ocean at some point. Uh, you can see beneath you a, a great body of water. It's like a big ocean. It's like a wonderful, sort of very clear blue, twinkly, twinkly off it. In the distance, you can see an infinitely tall spire and sigil on top of it, if that makes sense. Uh, so, what do people want to do? That is the scene. You're coming out. There are hobgoblins all around you. Brocklight is there. Um, I think the, um, the first thing we do is look for a boat. <laughs> Is there a boat around? Apart from the flying one. There's a boat above you. Oh, apart from that one. How big do we think this tidal wave is going to be? I'm not too worried about it. It's falling quite far, so the impact might be quite bad. Is there a boat? Okay, so make the two of you make investigation rolls. Oh, our first roll of the day. Is investigation a thing? Yeah, it is. Oh, five. There's a boat. What did you get? Six. And what did you get? Five. So. There's a boat. Echo. No, no, this isn't like, did you do it? Yeah, no, no, no. found it. So, Echo, you see down uh, in the kind of, in the reeds by the, by the sort of shore, mm-hmm. there is a, a small rowing boat um, mm-hmm. just nestled there. Uh, it looks old. It looks like the bottom might be a little bit wet, but it's floating in the water. And there is uh, there are a couple of oars kind of tucked into it. Okay. Looks like maybe someone a long time ago used this spot as a fishing point or something mm-hmm. when this tower was in use. Or someone who comes from Sigil here and it's nice and quiet occasionally might pop out onto the into the water. Craft uh, says, "Do you want me to go and have a look at the boat or at that boat?" Well, you can look at that one. That's what I'm saying. <laughs> Am I down now? Yeah, yeah, you've you've landed on the ground. No, crap. You look after the stranger. Echo, come with me. We'll hold the boat because this tidal wave is probably going to blow it away if we don't secure it fast. Okay. So, just briefly, for Roger's benefit, <laughs> Jophiel, describe what your character looks like. Uh, Jophiel is a young woman. She is six foot two, so quite tall. Uh, blonde hair, blonde wavy hair, blue eyes. Very pale skin, but it glows slightly. And she's wearing half plate mail, which is polished to a sheen. She has a symbol on her shield of a halo heart, uh, crowned by two hands tied together. And she's holding, she has a quiver on her hip with full of javelins. Javelins. Javelins, the best weapons. (laughs) Okay, cool. And Echo, what does your character, what Um, do you look like? Echo is a cat person. Um, she's kind of like 
uh, grey brown lynx kind of looking. Um, she's dressed fairly simply, mostly kind of browns and tan hides and stuff. And doesn't seem to be carrying a lot except for a big stick. Cool. Okay. So we'll go sprinting off towards the boat. Okay. So you, the two of you go to the boat. Mm-hmm. You're with Quaff. Uh, and as you're there, and he's, he's saying, are you okay? Are you hurt? He's still kind of staring a bit at the <laughs> <Yeah>. metal. <laughs> yeah. Who are you? What's that? What? <laughs> Where am I? Where are you from? Um, Athas. Well, you might say Tyr, but oh, yeah. Oh, Yeah. Okay. Um, what world is that? <laughs> the look like he's <laughs> retarded. <laughs> okay. Athas. Like, what are you smoking? He looks at you like, okay, interesting. Doesn't say anything. Uh, make a perception roll. Uh, and I will do this. Oh, maybe. Do I have perception? Hmm. Yes. Uh, 17. Okay, right. So, while you're talking to this um, birdman, behind him you see, falling through the sky, near um, where, where you came from, um, one of these figures that you recognise as a mercy killer, the equipment, the armour, this kind of skull helmet, um, is kind of falling towards the actually towards the island and not towards the, wa- the water. Um, oh, fuck! I'm going to start on slinging a crossbow. Okay. Cool. Right. The two of you, their ship is, f- like, reared out almost over a ledge, uh, kind of an... Yeah, um, invisible ledge, and you're kind of dropping now towards it. You're is falling. It, is it going like that, or is it going like? No, it's going like that. Oh, it's going like that. So you're holding onto the wheel, and oh, you're so looking crackin', down crackin towards first. the ground. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah. Kraken first. <laughs> it's come through, and the mast has splintered. The sails have flapped all over the place. Some hobgoblin got wrapped up in it and sort of fell off the side. Are the sails still there? There, is there cloth on the? Is there big? Parachute. So yeah, there, one there's like a smaller <laughs> sail okay. that's still there. Right. It's kind of flapping crazily, Badly. and you're kind of hanging onto this wheel, Heskin. You're hanging onto yeah, <laughs> <laughs> uh, and you can see Brockler um, to one side. She's down by the kind of I don't know what it's called, the kind of balustrade side that yeah, these yeah, ships yeah, often yeah. have, yeah. and she's kind of using it like a almost like a ladder kind of thing. She's kind of descending down the side. She seems to be heading down towards the front of the ship for some reason. Uh, A couple of hobgoblins near you are like snarling at you and shouting things. Um, Clearly they think this is your fault. (laughs) Which it is. (laughs) You're at the wheel. They sound like from here. That's my monstrous monster. What do you guys want to do? From being captured, do I have any of my bits back? Yes, all your what stuff was uh, stowed away in, in a cupboard. Okay, so, so we have are... my spell components? Yeah, you've got all your stuff. Okay. And you can, can't use your musical instrument as a focus. I can't. So you don't need your material components. Oh, okay, yes. Uh-huh. Cool. So how, how how far are we to fall? What's the distance? So you expecting? are probably a few hundred feet. Oh, okay. Yeah, so you're falling, uh, and it's a few hundred feet. Uh, and That's not going to be very long, then. No, it's going to be like a couple of seconds. rounds. Yeah. A round, yeah. maybe two. Yeah. Uh, I would like to cast a spell. <laughs> okay. Can I cast Featherfall? 
Yes. Uh, Convenient. <laughs> yes. Good job. You can cast Featherfall. Okay, so I'm going to cast Featherfall. Here we go. Cool. What just happened? He's a bard. He's a kobold bard. What magic. kind of music? I didn't really expect the musical instruments. It just happened. Nobody expects the kobold bard. <laughs> that was genius. I loved every second. Cool. So, yes, there is a little play of a flute. <laughs> <laughs> Not a flute, from, from behind. I can't wait till we're in battle and he's playing that. Yeah. Yeah. And uh, suddenly, you have a feeling... Never someone I assume over. you're doing it on the yes, yeah. 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 There are near you a few other survivors. Yeah. Oh, okay. Uh, a few other slaves. Yeah. And one of them um, is a modron. Hmm. Now, a modron is a small uh, mechanical creature. And this one is a quadrone so it's got a cubic body yeah and little legs little wings on its shoulders and little arms and it's gripping onto something and it's saying take me with you take me with you take me with you take me with you (laughs) we'll take him with us if it's close enough i shall reach out one of my big arms And okay, you re- you reach your big arm out towards, and it, everyone and grabs it. <laughs> four people. <laughs> it's a huge arm. You knock a hobgoblin out of the way on the way through, and uh, the hob- the the modron grips your little finger, yeah, uh, which is quite big, uh, and it says, "Thank you. You will be rewarded in sigil." Oh, he's cute. <laughs> Okay, so your spell, uh, can cho- you can choose up to five falling creatures. Yep. So, me, yep. Asu. Yep. Modron. Yep. And uh, so two other, the random slaves. There were about seven other slaves. Oh. <laughs> the the youngest and... No? <laughs> what are you going for? Do you, have to, do you have to do it on you if you're clinging to him? As long as you don't let go. I think you <laughs> <laughs> Otherwise, I he think. just mash into just the inertia. Yeah, yeah, yeah. 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 It's yeah. all about inertia. Oh, <laughs> Describe them. Who are the people? <laughs> so, gathered around you, you can see uh, there is a, a female bugbear. Oh. There is a child orc. Oh. Uh, there is um, some strange human that looks maybe dead, but not. Maybe slightly undead. You're not sure. Kind of wasting disease with like exposed uh, parts of like bones and sinew and things. Well, we don't need it. Um, you can see <laughs> All right, a Paladin. you can see a broad, uh, hairless dwarf with tattoos all over its body, and it has uh, around its neck uh, a, a necklace crafted from kind of obsidian shards. A very strange uh, looking individual in relation to all the others and looks heavily tanned as if he spelt, spent his entire life on some kind of <laughs> desert world. <laughs> uh, uh, and you can see um, a, a couple of elven children, uh, a boy and a girl. Oh. Uh, and you can see uh, a troglodyte who has been heavily beaten and is bleeding from various wounds on their body. <laughs> so, so, what do I know about the? Um, I'm, I'm assuming I know a bit about sigil and how the planes work. Yes, you do. Okay, so I, yeah. would I know of the the fact that they don't die; they just go to their heaven. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, they die. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah they yeah, do yeah. die, yeah. but then then they go somewhere. So, so I shall, I shall, I shall. I would say I put my hand on his shoulder, but he's probably yeah, yeah. on mine. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Oh, sorry. Say, 
I, I, I'm assuming you're doing some kind of magic. Yes. As, as, I, as I'm no longer falling quite so badly. <laughs> yes. Well done, you. <laughs> you're welcome. Yeah, that was a little musical me. interlude. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. 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 Who out of the gathered folk are you saving? So the Modron. Yeah. 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 And then... Uh, the orc child of one of the elven children. It's Sophie's choice. Which one, the boy or the girl? How would I tell the difference? Make a perception roll. Oh, is it daylight? Yes, it is now. I have disadvantage to perception. Oh, okay. So roll two dice and take the lower. Okay, 11, 8. So, 8. Okay, the one with the pointy ears is definitely the boy. Okay. <laughs> They've both got pointy ears. You're not sure. Yeah. Okay, the one on the left. Okay, <laughs> the one on the left. Okay, so that one starts like, like Floating. lifts up slightly and looks, yeah. ex- <laughs> looks excitedly at their sibling, who looks with a, a tear. No, not a sigh. Oh, oh, like, slow mo. I might cast it on me. I'm going to cast it on the other elven child instead. With my other arm, I shall grab the elven child. Okay. The other one that's not floating. Okay. And hold him to my belly, my okay. enormously robust and bouncy <laughs> belly. <laughs> so it's cushioning. Okay, right. So you cast this as you are within sort of sixty feet of the ground. Okay, that's good because that's what it says on on here. He knows how to do his magic, so it makes sense. Okay, so you cast this spell, and suddenly um, the the ship is falling away from all of you, uh, and annoyed hobgoblins curse at you. You see Brockla down by the front of the ship. She has torn down one of the sails and she's thrown it above herself. Clever. Uh, into the air. Clever. Uh, Can it work? Oh, 16. I think that's a success. Uh, and it kind of fills with air and her arms, like, like the sinews on her arms kind of stand out as she kind of grips onto it. And she kind of floats through the air, like, ah! Okay. Um, can I tell the the elf to hold onto my belly and take a pot shot at one of the one of the uh, one of her hands? Uh, yes, with disadvantage. Is that okay? Yeah, uh, yeah. Uh, Seventeen. Uh, and again. Roll again and, and take the lower. That's okay. Thirteen. 13. Okay, and what's your bonus to hit? Uh, plus four with my pistol. Okay, so that I think that's a hit. Yeah. Okay, so roll damage. Oh, oh wrong one. This is all kind of going on at the same time. So she has kind of uh, glided. Oh, that's not very good. Too. She has kind of glided, uh, you know, maybe 20 feet by the time you actually... Yeah, yeah, yeah. So if you hit, she'd probably only fall about 40 feet. But um, yeah, she fails, so she falls uh, 40 feet. So she takes 3d6 damage. I only did two damage. Um, you, you don't you don't add the bonus for damage for ranged weapons, do you? Uh, the proficiency, you mean? Uh, you add, add your, your dex, dex modifier. You add your dex modifier. With your main hand. So if you fired two shots, your offhand wouldn't get a damage bonus. Okay. Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. Okay, so she falls <laughs> into some trees on the island. Her descent has kind of been slowed and at an angle. She's kind of gliding in. And as you guys are standing there, sort of balancing this boat, uh, as bits of the bits of the ship have like fallen down and splashed into the water already, uh, this ship ploughs into the sea in front of you, and a huge wave comes out from it. It's not a tsunami, but it is pretty strong. 
It's enough to uh, wash the boat away. And it's going to come and wash you away. So if you guys can make a strength roll. Oh, hello. Uh, oh, nine. You're not there. You're not, not holding, holding the, boat. the boat. You're with Quaff. We're holding right. the boat. Yeah, and you saw oh, the Mercy Killer falling. Would have been so. a Hold the boat. How did you do? Uh, nine. Wait, what? What did you roll on your strength test? What are we like a strength check, just that and your strength. Oh, oh, sorry. That and your strength. Um, or an athletics check. Sorry. Oh, that's slightly different. As I have proficiencies, uh, so I actually got uh, four plus seven is eleven plus two is thirteen. Okay. So we're rolling a d twenty. Yeah. And I rolled an eighteen. Okay, cool. But I have no proficiencies. In athletics. It's all right. So but I assume modifier. your strength... Have you got a strength modifier? No. Okay. But you rolled really well. Yes. So, so together... Together, you keep the boat very still. Mm-hmm. In fact, Echo, you kind of find it easier from your innate sense of balance to sort of get in the boat mm-hmm. and sort of balance it, almost kind of surfing the little boat slightly, yep. whilst uh, Jofiel kind of holds it from the outside. Mm. It's not massive, um, but you kind of you balance it that way. As you're watching, you see floating down to the water, uh, water surface, a giant hippo man mm-hmm. with a kobold on top, clutching uh, an elf yeah. and another elf and an orc child and a modron. Uh, you see this kind of cluster of people fall into the water. Right. So hang on. Ooh. They're dead. <laughs> the child is okay. Oh. So, you Which all land in the water. <laughs> so, the one that was on my belly. You land in the wake of this wave. Yeah. yeah. So, behind you, the ship has crashed into the water, and there are people sort of smashed and dashed all across the... All across the... I'm so sorry. <laughs> okay, some of them were bad either. Sorry, Leon. I thought I'd make that. Yeah. There's a lot Powering. of people. There's a lot of people Powering. on the boat. Yeah. This is Planescape. Yeah. It's a little bit more... You know, it's a gritty. bit darker than gritty than than normal know, Dungeons and Dragons. Normal. <laughs> <laughs> oh, yeah. No. yeah. Um, no. <laughs> so this kind of wave in front of you is kind of washing ahead, and you can see now that uh, standing on the shore of an island where there's kind of a sort of lean-to tower that looks like it's seen better days, and there's kind of scrub and bushes and reeds all around it. Uh, there stands a tabaxi and a asmar. Uh, who are steadying a boat? You can you can kind of see it on the shore. You're still quite away from each other. While that's going on, Hriak, you said you're readying your crossbow. You see this um, figure falling, and as it gets within sixty feet of the ground, it slows down. <laughs> I'm going to shoot at it because <laughs> okay. right. that was the one that was chasing me, wasn't it? Uh, it's one of the ones that was chasing you. Yes. And I'm not going to fight fair. <laughs> <laughs> Do you want any of that? Uh, yes, please. Take that. Can you pass me your spell sheet? Oh. Thank you. Controversial. Okay. I'm That's a very good spell. spell. We'd like that Well, yeah. the reason for that is... We can fall. <laughs> You're dead. <laughs> so you pull your crossbow out and you fire your crossbow. And as you do, um, it erupts into fire and flies away from you <laughs> towards the creature. And you actually cast Firebolt. 
So the crossbow catches on fire. No, no, no. The bolt, the bolt as it uh, leaves, it goes into fire, and like it's not a fireball, just like a little bolt of fire. That's so you make a ranged though, spell attack with your proficiency bonus and your uh, and charisma modifier. Ah, oh, it's cantrip. That's him. Yeah, I didn't want to penalise him with one of his spells. So just instantly loses a spell. Uh, I was going to do magic missile, but sixteen. So yes, that's a hit. And then there's your damage. One d10 fire damage. Oh. One. Take that. <laughs> okay. Well, <you're>, <laughs> well, that's kind of appropriate because you're not focused on it. You don't know what you're doing. You haven't experienced this until now. You've been living on your wits on the streets, and magic. I'm probably more confused at what's going on right now. To you, magic is actually fairly evil and incredibly rare. The world of Athas was destroyed by magic. There are two types of magic users on Athas: defilers and preservers. Preservers do their very best to not damage the world around them and are less powerful. Defilers, when they cast magic, they literally consume power from life around them and leave great swathes of destruction around them and plant life dies and people suffer pain Manifest. and all this kind of thing. <laughs> so you've seen this in the past, the effect of magic. As you cast, as you go to do this, you're like, fuck you, you're going to die. Your kind of anger kind of boom, into that bolt turns it into fire and it flies off and hits that person. You look down around you, suddenly worried that you will have destroyed this beautiful grass and trees around you, but there's no impact. Um, and you hit this person for, what did you say? One point of damage. A whole one. Hey. It's better than nothing. Okay, so, um, hang on. I just need to make a roll. Uh, oh no, I already rolled for that. Okay. Okay, right, so um, there are. Ooh, that's pretty bad. Let me get my. Sorry, I need to get my monster cards out briefly. Thank you to my patrons, by the way. You have been able to furnish us all with wonderful cards uh, that will make it a lot easier for us to play Dungeons and Dragons. These spell cards and monster cards are pretty fantastic. I really. They're do. very cool. They are very handy, and I've got everyone some nice little card sheets so they can tuck them in. Um, and pretend we know what we're doing. This is the Paladin spell cards. Yes. So thank you very much, patrons. Are we all magic users? Who doesn't use magic here? The guy with the gun. Ah, yeah. <laughs> he uses magic the magic of science. Yeah. He casts bullet. <laughs> You're lucky. I, I was tempted to try and play a, a null, a gift null. Yeah. So basically, one that um, uh, magic doesn't work. Oh, okay. <laughs> nice. But unfortunately, I wouldn't actually be allowed on a spell jammer ship. No, because the ship wouldn't work. Yeah. Um, that would be a slight downside. Awkward. Okay, so Sam, you're over at the boat with, uh, sorry, Echo and Jofiel. You are at the boat. The waves have kind of s s sort of dissipated around you. Mm -hmm. uh, we're not quite far on shore and, you know, disturbed lots of reeds and plant life and everything. It's fine, and I was in the boat. You were in the boat. You're a bit wet now. Uh, right. And you can see the collection of some of the people in the water are moving. So kind of how much time have we had since stuff? Like not long? Ten seconds, if that. Okay. Like, ah, ooh, ah, ooh, get in the boat. Ah, so I'll do the heroic okay. leap into the boat. Then. No, I probably won't bother doing what I was going to do. Because I was thinking, hmm, you said the boat's a bit kind of old and knackered and yep. seen better days. And I'm like, I've got mending. I could do the thing. It's a cantrip. You can easily do that. Yeah, but it that. says it takes a whole minute. 
And if it's only been 10 seconds and we're having a rush because, yeah, yeah. you know, the world's yeah, ending, yeah. Well, then if we it's a minute, probably, yeah. I, should, I will start rowing then, which I'm going to roll. Are you going to jump in and start doing... Athletics? Uh, yeah, make an athletics roll. This isn't to see if you can row, but how quickly... 20. How efficiently well, you do when you, you smack anyone with oh, a Oh, no, roll. 22, because I've got proficiency in athletics as cool. well. Cool. Okay, well, you start rowing swiftly. Oh, no, that's including, actually, so it is just 20. Either way, yeah. you start heading out into the water... The boat is moving quite quickly. Mm-hmm. You think it might take you a few minutes to reach them. Oh, how convenient. Well, it's a big lake, and, a big ocean. And she's, so... she's rowing. Yes. So I'm just kind of like looking at people and going, how, oh, yeah, this could take a little... How far out are we? It's going to take you a few minutes, like five minutes to like swim okay. all the way in shore. You're but a boat of, is on its You way. kind of fell straight down, yeah, yeah, yeah. whereas uh, Brockler glided down towards yeah, the yeah, island, yeah, yeah, you see, yeah. with the... Yeah. Makeshift hang glider, parachute yeah. slash parachute. Um, can I do that then if we have time? You can do that. Yeah. You cast mending. Yep. And as you're sitting there, you can see that the mould recedes first and then cracks and like chipped bits sort of reform and like whoop, that bit that was well, yeah, warped kind of pops back, pops back into the right place. Cool. Uh, and there's a bit more of a sheen, you know. We're slightly less likely to, the, to sink. Yeah. yeah. Good job. Uh, and you're now rowing out towards them. You guys in the water, uh, there, there is there are sort of chunks of wood floating around you. Mm-hmm. You can see some people sort of splashing around. And the cluster of people that you have are kind of safe together in the water. You can see some people rowing out towards you. Uh, and you know that Brockler sort of yeah. glided onto the island near this ruined tower. I shall get a big log. So that everyone can hold on to the big log. Okay. And I shall hold on to the big log so it doesn't move. Sure. <laughs> yes. You're all floating quite well. Do you yes. all want to start swimming, like paddling it in so the direction I, I of the I will paddle the, the log. Okay. <laughs> I shall tell everyone. So let's have an athletics. I shall tell everyone, everything's going to be fine. You're all safe. Would you like me to roll on my persuasion or deception? <laughs> no, no, no. Right now, they're going to believe everything you say. Okay. Uh, the Modron... I'm not a hippo. Oh, no. We don't believe you. <laughs> well, no one believes me. Okay. Uh, it's a low difficulty, so... Uh, make a an athletics roll. Just see how, you know, well you're sort of... You know. oh, oh, hello. He's got a really rattly thing. Okay. Uh, so, plus four, I also got 20. Okay. So you're rowing well, and you're... Waggling your legs well. I'm, I'm kicking my legs, but I'm I'm adding nothing. You're in effect, <laughs> yes. Okay, like there's a little slapping on the water. Yeah, just, just and then there's these huge hippo legs going. You know, hippos obviously can swim quite well. Yeah. Uh, did you get a swimming bonus? That's why I'm holding onto the log just in case. Okay. <laughs> I am a spell jammer. You know, not water not required. <laughs> yeah. Sail ships. Well, you're not a spell jammer. You had a spell. The well, guy, I'm you know. from the spell yeah, jammer exactly. realm. Yeah. Therefore, as far as everyone else is concerned, <laughs> yeah. I, whatever I tell them. <laughs> okay. Great. So you start uh, making your way towards the boat. The boat is heading out. Um, Kriak, what are you doing? Um, is the guy still floating? Is the guy? St- he's falling slowly, but he kind of falls in that round and lands over near the tower. As you're watching, you see uh, Hobgoblin gliding in with like a makeshift and and fall into the shrub near that area as well. Right. Well, I've no idea who the Hobgoblin is, but the Mercy. No, nope, don't yeah. like that guy. 
Okay. Well, um, Quaff is there as well, and he's like, that's some sort of slaver ship. We've seen them occasionally in the elemental plane of air, he says to you. <laughs> he has said words. <laughs> <laughs> I've no idea what the hell you're talking about, but that guy wants to fucking kill me, and I'm going to do whatever it was I did last time. Shoot him with a crossbow. You're going to fire a crossbow? Yeah. Okay, hang on. Believe. Okay, you fire a crossbow. Yeah, you can actually hit with the crossbow. No, sort can't. of. <laughs> Twelve. That's not bad. Uh, that's a miss. Oh. Doink. He's in plate armour. Is he? Well, he's in heavy, no, no, no. heavy armour. Not stuff. plate. It's kind of a lot, so kind of a jaggedy chitin yeah. formed hide almost. Uh, yeah, which means that, and that means that. Cool. Okay. So, uh, you're firing, and kind of falls into the the shrub over by this kind of broken down tower. Uh, and you can no longer see either of those people, the Mercy Killer or the Hobgoblin. They're over there somewhere uh, in the trees. Um, right, you're on the boat, you rowing up. You you kind of get to this group of people in the water. There is a gif, large hippo person. There is a kobold. There is a modron. There is an orc child, child and two elven child children. There's a there's a group of them, um, and uh, they're all paddling along in the water. And you guys arrive, so you guys meet in out on the uh, on the water. Echo, get the children aboard. They're kind of blushing. <laughs> and I'll hold my arm out for the cold old. <laughs> Alright. Okay. Oh. I shall fish the children out of the lake. And I'll pull up the cold old kind of and place them in the boat. <laughs> and then I'll go to help the like, the uh, hippo He's got man. A little snarl. Okay. <laughs> and be like, you may be too large for this boat, sir. Yeah, as the, everyone I, else I clambers shall, on, I the... shall suggest that, that me even attempting to get in this boat will... will Put everyone back in the water. Um, I will get these this group to safety and come back for you. Oh, that's fine. I'll just meet you with the shore. Okay. And I start rowing back. Uh, can I others? just look to see if there's any other survivors? I shall. I shall hand okay. you a bag. Make a perception mark. Oh, direct sunlight. This is that. Okay. Uh, ten. Okay. <laughs> this is gonna be it's fun. Really bright. Bright. <laughs> it's really It is really bright here. It's a very clear blue sky. There's the odd cloud um, dotted around. I'd probably also look for survivors as well, being a paladin. 19. Uh, 15. Okay. Echo, you spot, splashing around in the water, a uh, broad, hairless dwarf. Uh, Like, there's a look of absolute terror on his face, and he is splashing in... He's, like, incredulous at what he is waving his arms through. Is there enough... Space in the boat, or are we full of children? With the two of you, and the children, and the modron, and the kobold, mm-hmm. the boat's full. I don't need to be in the boat, but okay. I don't take up that much space. Don't worry, can you row? He, this person looks quite... Yeah, Well, yeah, but um, so you could, If you don't need to be on the boat... Um, or... I can ride on his back. Is there room on your tree? But I won't you make much of a difference in the way. I've got loads of room. I've now got a big empty log. Yeah. yeah. Can you get to him? Um, yes. 
I, I, I definitely can get He's quite him. slow, though. Yeah, you know, the rowing is a bit more efficient. Okay. Um, I could probably just push the log in his direction. You could just go, boom, like that, and push the log up towards him. Yes. <laughs> I will. Instead of not to knock him okay. out with a make log. A, make a, a ranged attack roll <laughs> to not to not him. Just like, it's low. You um, know. Okay. So 13 with my dex bonus of plus 2. So that's, uh, that's 15. Okay, cool. You push the log and it kind of... He's sort of over there and the log sort of slides up next to him. And he grabs it. Okay. like I shall, fetch, just his, I shall fetch him. His eyes are sh- like wide and he's like... Ah. I am coming, dwarf. Well, I know a dwarf. You, you think he, he looks like a dwarf. Oh, I know yeah. dwarf. But he's got no hair on his head or his, okay. he has no it's beard. He's a lot taller than a dwarf, thank you. A bit, you can't tell in the water. It's not, you know. It's um, and I shall make my way across. <laughs> I think you'll find, actually, hippos aren't actually that slow in the water. This is true. Unless you're and, holding and, on to a giant... The, the, <laughs> the fact that yeah, I have uh, athletics. Okay. Proficiency you're not actually athletics. a hippo, though. No, no. You're a person hippo. Okay, So okay. it's kind of... You're, you're a hippo swimming. Potanus. You've already rolled well. So you rolled a 20, so you swim towards it. There's no problem with that. I assume the bag that you put in the thing is full of all your gunpowder and it's full of all my gunpowder. Okay. Yeah. There's not enough room. Nah. <laughs> I'm joking. Uh, I will start I throwing back. It there. was it was saved because it's uh, fairly well wrapped. I didn't think, Pete, that Ooh. you would give me guns and gunpowder. Seventeen. And then in the in the prequel, them in, in the prequel, you would take my gunpowder from me. Um, I get a seventeen to row us back quickly. Okay. So you're going to row back to the... Yeah, now he's got the dwarf and it is okay, so quite a confident swimmer. He is swim a hippo person. And I, shall, I suppose I shall see if anyone else is in the vicinity. Apart from obviously hobgoblins, there which are... will not survive the experience. <laughs> there, are... <laughs> there are broken bodies floating in the water. You can see swimming off in a different direction a figure. Like... Away from the island, strangely, it seems to be swimming quite fast. Um, my, my threat assessment suggests that I can't do low. anything about that. Well, yeah, and, low, and they're going away, and it's like, you know, as far as you're concerned, the island and safety's over there, and Brockla is there. Yeah. Um, I shall note the, the exact point at, at which the ship sinks. Okay, well, it's at the moment, it's kind of the ship is fairly broken now, and it's kind of. Teetering and listing. Well, a a spelljammer helm is probably one of the rarest and most yes. expensive things Absolutely. in existence. Absolutely. So there is a, a large bubbling and like surges of air and stuff as different pockets of the ship are kind of exposed yeah. as it goes under. And slowly, this the carcass of this uh, ship, which is fairly broken, slips under the water. Um, you're not that far from shore. You know, for a shipwreck, as it were. So it's probably not that deep. Yeah. Uh, so you guys um, make your way onto shore with the mule. It's not a dwarf. It's I'll a mule. shout out, Quaff, come and help me. And then I'll okay. start bundling their children out the boat. Oh, so, was there anyone apart from the dwarf guy in the water? No one alive. Okay. Yeah. So Quaff comes over and sort of flaps over towards the boat and for hovering above he's got his trident in his hand looks like he's ready for battle he's like there are two two unknowns over there um the 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 stranger the stranger 
seems to have been pursued by one of them through the portal. Uh, the other, I believe, came from the vessel. Hmm. Um, I'll grab my shield then in that case and uh, turn to Echo and go, Echo, come with me, and turn to the kobold and say, look after the children, and then run, run off towards the town. <laughs> as, as the kobold looks up, all the children. <laughs> smaller than the children. He's too I know he's more. He's, he's got gear, more. though, and he, yeah, looks like, he looks like a what, person. So, so what, what does, what does uh, Heskin look like? Oh, okay. So, but I trust Echo more than the random kobold. Yeah, <laughs> yeah no, no, sure. I've got a kind of goldy cloak. No, green cloak with like gold trim on it. And kind of tunic, kind of fancy with little patterns and stuff, so it's kind of showy offy. Got a rapier on one hip, a little dagger. Nice. My loot on my back. He's a bard. Yeah. <laughs> He's plainly a bard. I've got a I'll, tiny little drum. I'll shout to Croft as well <laughs> to go and uh, see if he can help these two in the water. I, I assume about like 40 feet out, I'll have stood up. Yeah. <laughs> a big yeah, seven yeah. and a half yeah, foot yeah. tall. Yeah. Then we'll, we'll run over to the stranger. Okay. While they've been rowing back, yeah. While that's all going, assuming that's been like a couple of minutes. minutes. So has this guy re-emerged from the woods? Um, No, there seems to be. Obviously, whoever it was was aware of all this kind of craziness going on around. And um, actually, hang on, Um, make an Arcana roll. Oh, nice. Um, it's one I'm going train, so 19. Okay, you're, you are starting to have some very strange sensations through your body. It feels like your veins are not like that. <laughs> uh, so I was actually thinking of puberty. I don't know what you're thinking of. Uh, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, and you... This, this feeling that you had when you passed through the portal of your veins, the, the coursing through your body, this kind of heat, uh, kind of tingles around the back of your neck, and you get a strange sense that the weird thing that happened to you, some sort of magic may be going on over there in the trees. You just have this kind of... Feeling. How far away are the trees? Uh, they're about 100 feet away. Um, I will approach them and see if I can recreate the fact that I managed to summon some fire. Okay. So, you head towards the trees. Uh, make a perception roll. No. Okay. There's i completely Got forgotten trees. there's a tree there. <laughs> so, as you approach the trees, you the are trees. unaware of Brockler as she appears from the tree line. Roll initiative. So we all do it because me and Echo. We will also... all roll initiative because at some point you will join into what's going on. Oh, but we will something. have an initiative order. Yeah, so oh, yeah. I will roll. That's not too bad. Oh. I got four. <laughs> right, where's my card? Uh, I'm going last. Okay, here we go. So, right, so. I got a 14. Anyone get higher than 14? Yes. Yes. 18. 18. Oh. Oh, who's got the highest normal dex bonus? Oh, no. Oh, no. Uh, mine's plus three. You're, you're mine's, down, mine's, mine's less than plus three. <laughs> uh, I rolled a 16. I haven't filled out if I have any bonuses. What's your dex bonus? Dex, dex bonus. What's your dex? Um, my dex is 15, so I have so a bonus plus of two. two. 
So... 17. 17. No, 18. 18. You're at 16. Oh. Okay. So three of you are going on 18. Cool. So I had 14. Does anyone have... No? I got 14. You got 14 as well. Okay. I got a four. <laughs> okay. Oh. So quick to react. So quick. Um, like lightning. It's fine. You, you do it. You got a four. Okay. I'm getting my javelin ready. <laughs> Just checking it. Just doing Not a one, doing a stretch. Once you yeah. thrown it, do you have to go and get it, or do you? I have a quiver. Do you, or do you ask go and they throw it back at you? <laughs> the games master brings it back. <laughs> it's, oh, no, a sorry, it's, yeah. it's a homing javelin. Yeah. You should get you a small wish. urchin and give him a gold coin. <laughs> what do you think I got these elven children for? <laughs> <laughs> That's why I saved them. Okay, cool. So, first, um, the Brockler gets a surprise round. Mm-hmm. Yep. Because you didn't. Surprise. I also have no idea who the hell this person is. And this hobgoblin. Uh, jumps out of the trees, wielding a greatsword, and swings at you. Uh, What is your arm class? 16. 16. Okay. The hobgoblin makes two greatsword attacks. Dragonborn. Okay. Uh, One hits with a 16. So, uh, we do this much damage. Oh, rubbish. Uh, six points of uh, sl- uh, it's not piercing. Greatsword's not piercing. Slashing damage. Ow! Yeah, just Sorry. jumps out of the trees like Aah! and the second one just kind of catches you across your shoulder. How many points of damage? Six. Six. Okay. How many points do you have? Sixteen total. Nearly halved him in mm-hmm. the first hit. That's cool. No, okay. <laughs> <laughs> right. Right, now we start the proper round, and Hryak, you are... Punch her in the face. Run away! I wasn't even holding... I cast Fist! <laughs> Do you have a misty I'm... step? I don't, I don't really understand my magic particularly. It's kind of, uh, at the moment, it's kind of uh, raw. Do you want to pass me your, your spell sheets? And I will see what's going on. So, what is the intention of your character? Ignore magic for a moment. Um, initially, you, probably... <laughs> <laughs> Okay. Because I have no idea who this person is. Trying to ward off. Well, I wasn't really holding a crossbow. I I didn't realise I was that close to the woods, to be honest. No, you walked over there, didn't you? I was walking towards it, but I was 100 feet away. You forgot where it was. And then suddenly this person appears in front of me. I mean, you had some time to walk up there. So you kind of approach the trees. And as you did... You did did, run a one This person (laughs) charged out and attacked you. There is a bush. (laughs) So... um, are you going to try and get back to everyone else, or are you going to stand your ground? Well, my, my, Probably, yeah. my first thing is, ah, fuck off. Okay, burning yeah. hands, right. Cool. Oh, there so, we go. <laughs> so you <laughs> cast burning hands, but just your pure, your reaction is like, ah, and you're like, your hands out, and <laughs> you cast burning hands. Do you even have to roll for burning hands? No, they, no, don't, they, they do get a dex saving. Dex saving. Yeah. I was about to say, I think yeah. it just goes off, because okay. Sam uses that a lot. And... Um... Do you, your second level? Can yes. you do anything funky with your when spells? When you cast this spell using a no. second level, no, 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 no. Oh, he's only got first level spell Karen slots. Oh, I can't. That's metamagic's next level, I think. Okay, I um, thought you had sorcerer points. I do, but I can only currently use them to get extra spells. I think. Okay, that's useful to know. Okay, so you uh, innately cast burning hand, <coughs> and this arc of flame. <coughs> 
bursts out from your hands and you're like, whoa, you're doubly shocked because you've been surprise attacked and you've just cast a magical spell. And you've set everything spell. on fire. So they're going to try <laughs> and make a deck saving throw. What's your spell save, DC? Oh, rubbish. Uh, 13. No, that's average. It, no, it's on. 13's average. Well, so I've got 13. I, I rolled a 7, plus 2 is 9. It's higher than mine. So that's a fail. So 3d6 points of damage. 10. 10, Ten points of damage. Okay. She is burnt. Does she catch on fire? Does Burning Hands do that? I don't no. think so. It's only a first level spell. Oh, yeah. Flammable objects that aren't being worn well, or carried. No so okay. Because they can like just go... Yeah, but the trees might be catching. Yeah, yeah. So what's the arc? The cone? 15? 15. 15 foot. I like yeah, because you're near this. some trees. So like a couple of trees sort of... A burnt squirrel. Singed on the, on the edges. <laughs> this gives you a little minor throwback to your world where the plant life around defilers is often destroyed. So I'm trying to open these spell cards without making a lot of noise and it's kind of means I can't... can't My plan is then to do what any good hero would do and run away. Okay, so so you're going to do that and you're going to move away. Cool. Uh, So that's going to be an attack of opportunity. It's a no disengaging type thing. That's an action. Oh, okay. But your action is actually being to cast a spell. All right. So what's your arm cast, sorry? 16. I will run. She's got a four. As fast as I possibly can. (laughs) She's kind of patting out some of the fire and, like, surprised that you suddenly cast the spell in her face. (laughs) (laughs) Just as surprised as you are. And and, and kind of confused by the look of shock on your face when it happens. (laughs) And she, like, wafts her sword at you as you kind of run away. Uh, and you kind of <laughs> uh, managed to get away um, fairly, fairly cleanly, like a hero, like a hero, like a boss, yeah. like a boss. Whom is next? Whom is next? Next, uh, we go to Attila and Echo. So we're going to say the boat has just uh, come to shore. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Uh, you guys have just stepped off, as it were. And um, you're all on the shore, which mm-hmm. is a hundred feet away from where Roger is, and but eighty a feet away from. Flash Roger. of flame. There is a flash of flame, and there is a flash of steel. Um, oh yeah, Roger, the sword that this female hobgoblin attacked you with, which also she's wearing half plate that's made out of metal. Uh, <laughs> the sword I think is I'm in a made of completely of metal. <laughs> yeah. Say what? Uh, I think I've just come to like an island of battling kings. Yes, <laughs> something like that. And queens. Oh, and queen. I don't know what. This, what? I probably can't even tell with a hobgoblin. I'm not even sure. If <laughs> you don't, yeah, you, the hobgoblins don't exist on Athas. I don't think so. Some you, weird demon. Something thing. has Some just weird. Braxat spawn has kind Some of. Some kind of god. The king thing. Some king thing. So we. We'll, we. What? What are you doing? Well, didn't he just say that there's trouble over there? Well, yeah, we're running because we said we're going to leg it. Yep. But it's 100 feet away, and I can only move 30 feet. You can run, dash, walking 60. Ah, then it's your turn, so you go first. Yeah, I'm heading over there. Isn't a... Doesn't a tabaxi move faster? Uh, No, I've only got base 30. Okay, right, so you can move 60 feet uh, running across there. Mm Mm-hmm. Uh, what are, what are you kind of preparing yourself for as you go? Magic or fighting? Or... When I get there. Okay, well you can see mm-hmm. your new the stranger that has arrived. Who was falling out of the sky. Being attacked by someone who has got 
a mercy killer sim. Oh no, wrong person. Wrong person. Uh, a goblin with a great sword. Yeah. Uh, uh, which you assume is the person you saw hang gliding off the boat earlier on. Okay. <laughs> okay, so you're running. You're running. What's the ranger and javelin though? Oh. You don't have the range of your own weapon. I have all the other stats. But oh my god, John. So oh. Someone didn't Javis. put range on their yeah. character sheets, Pete. So. Strength, is uh, Watch it, you. Sorry. <laughs> on the dungeon themed character sheets that you can get on Drive Through RPG Yay. or on my Patreon. There's also a notepad that it's Roger showed me yeah. that I found so yeah. fascinating during Dark Heresy. So this is a. Dungeon themed. Oh, let's block Leon out. So you write, write your character <laughs> on, on the, the front, front and then make notes in the book. <laughs> it's very clever. I was yeah. so that's on Red fascinated by that. That's on Redbubble. Distracted in Dark Heresy. And there is there is a I can't, but I, I'll have a look into that. Yeah, it's yeah. great. It's great. It'd be nice actually if the first three pages were the three pages mm. of the. Yeah. Of It'd be a bit like a D&D character character folio type thing. Yeah, yeah. like the Zweihander ones, which are really cool. Anyway, a javelin has a range of 30 slash 120. So, in fact, from where you're standing, you, you could, could throw yeah. at it's disadvantage. Or I could wait and try and get in there. Hmm. How long hmm. Is Do it you have in? a melee weapon? Yes, it's my javelin. Oh, can you stab? I in can the... stab as well. Oh, okay, cool. Um, but I will take a bonus action and cast Divine Favour on myself. Okay, and so what does that do? I pull a javelin out of the quiver and its spear tip suddenly lights up with holy light. And I get plus 1d4 radiant damage when I hit. Wicked! And how long does that last for? A minute, which isn't that bad. That's 10 rounds. Yeah. Um, so I will then take the disadvantage after we've run 60 feet. Can I dash and throw? Or do I have to? No. You can move uh, 30 I will move then. I won't, I won't throw as yet in the hopes okay. that we'll get closer. Okay. So you run 60 feet. So you're now sort of 20 feet away from Huyak. Uh, and uh, Brock, we don't know is Brock her name's Brockler, but a hobgoblin. Um, we'd, know what, we'd know what hobgoblins were, though, wouldn't we? You know what hobgoblin yeah. is, definitely. Yeah, absolutely. You can tell a male from a female. Okay, Attila, what are you up to? So I'm assuming I'm still in the water. You're, yeah, you're heading back with the mule and. Will I be aware of what's going on? Or you can I... see it on the shoreline. Okay. You can see them running suddenly across. Maybe what's going on with Roger's character is a bit further away, yeah. so harder to see. Okay. But suddenly they've like pulled out all their gear and they're running off. To, and well, perhaps it. as we come to the shore, we will kind of come a little bit closer to the action. Oh, so you're going to go that way? Well, yeah, okay. just so that we Makes don't sense. get to the shore yeah. and be 80 foot away. Well, yeah, no, no, sure. So we'll say that you get to about 60 feet away yeah. by your with your move this time. Yeah. Okay, cool. Right, so uh, next it's Brockler and Heskin at the same time. Heskin, as you're a player, you can go first. Okay, uh, I want to check the children are okay, because one of them oh. wasn't feather felt. Oh, he's so nice. No, they're so. fine. They're, you've already, as you, when you get to the shore yeah. with these guys, you're, that you've already checked them, they're fine, they're safe, they're not hurt. Okay. Traumatised. Keep them yeah, distracted from the corpses floating like, in the water. Yeah. <laughs> Stop playing yeah. food. Yeah. Like, yeah. You picked my brother. I would never forgive you. Yeah. Shell from girl and all the way. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Uh, so how far away are they? Are these guys, 60 feet they're away. They're 60 feet away. Okay. Yeah. 
Cool. Uh, I would like to use my bonus action to do bardic inspiration. Okay. To spur them on. Okay. So. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Who are you inspiring? Uh, Echo. So Echo gets a D6 that can be cool. added to an attack or checks in the next 10 minutes. Yeah. Excellent. Yeah. yeah. Uh, you can do it after the D20 roll, mm-hmm. but not before you... I say whether or not you succeeded. Yes. Yeah. So really, I shouldn't tell you the DC Where, um, of anything until you've rolled. Yeah. How, just bring how, up Asimir's how rules. How are we doing, like, dash being, what, full? Hey. Yeah, I got one. Oh, you got Full action, oh. and then, so bonus action, in, does that count towards... If you have something that allows you to do a bonus action... Like a cantrip? Uh, yes. I'll, yeah, okay, like my divine favour. Yeah, if you cool. want to do a bonus action cantrip, go for it. Oh, um, just slowly. Okay, cool. Okay, so you're your staff. In. Well, like... if I'm running into a fight, then yeah, it seems sensible. How does your shillelagh manifest on your staff? Um, well, it's already kind of a stick. It yeah. might just be kind of a bit more, more spiky sticky at the oh, end. Oh, okay, cool. So like, like barbs and thorns, thorns grow yeah. out the end of it. Nice, I like it. As you're running. Yeah. Nice. And you feel, you hear the the, uh, the, the whistle, soothing the soothing tone of the duck whistle of the of the car behind you. It cheers you up. Yeah, inspires you. Right, Brockla is is focused on you and is going to attack you again. Does she have to move and attack it? Yes, because I ran away. Oh yeah, you ran away. So did you run towards these guys? I would have literally just run directly away. I've no idea in which. So yeah, that would be the way you came, right? So actually, you guys are running towards Brockler. Yep. And have run past. Mm-hmm. <laughs> your, yeah. your that, that guy. Are you going to go and take out the hobgoblin? Or are you going to? I think we'd probably go for the hobgoblin. Okay, so him you guys have actually Can we passed. See the other one? No, yeah, in the so... in, you don't even know mm. off in the tree somewhere. So actually. Kriak, you've run back. They're running past you like, we'll take this, we'll sort this out. Uh, and you're like standing there like you've run away 30 feet. Uh, the kobold's done something with a whistle and uh, <laughs> this is all going on around you and you're like, what the fuck is going on? Oh, right, I fell out of the sky, <laughs> yeah. then some fire happened and I just don't even know. Yeah. No <laughs> you're, idea you've realised though, you are doing magic. Plus yeah, the there's, a, there's a lot going on right now. My no, brain sure. is just like, not processing what it properly, the... but what you did, what came out of your hands was magic. But anyway. And there's a hippo and a cat and a bird. So what's, yeah. is the hobgoblin <laughs> just chasing a So the hobgoblin now is kind of turned, great sword in hand, and is kind of looking at the two of you. Uh, but you, you had your go, so Brockler is now going to charge one of the two of you. Mm-hmm. Who looks more impressive out of the two of you? Ah, Jeffrey. Nearly 100% okay. me. So you're going to move the 30 feet, oh, so you're modest. 20 feet away. Yeah. You can move 30 feet and then attack you twice. What is your armor class? 18. 18. <laughs> She's in like, what, half That is plate? one hit. <laughs> Ooh, so, big enough. Uh, okay. Uh, six points of damage. What armor are you in? Uh, half plate. Yeah. Yeah. So, again, two swings of this great steel sword, Kriak. You're looking at the metal that all these people are wielding and carrying. Uh, and the second hit it's kind of Ching. catches across your arm. Uh, now it's my other person. Uh, and da, 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 they are going to... 
there's something going on in the trees. You can now hear something. Someone's chanting some words uh, in a language you don't understand, unless anyone speaks. Probably not. Oh, I do speak some stuff. Uh, what do orcs speak? Goblin. Mm. <laughs> goblin. Goblinoid. Uh, or, yeah, goblinoid or orcish, one of the two. Mm-hmm. No, I don't know. got that? Yeah. Nah. Okay. So there's some chanting going on in the trees. Uh, Jophiel. Yes, I will try and stab this goblin thing in front of me. Hobgoblin. Goblin of Hobbs. Mjordak! I rolled a 21 to hit. Wow, that is a hit. And you have your... I have some super special javelin power. So you raise your shield and you strike with your javelin underneath and there is like a shining light that comes off it as your weapon dashes forwards. It's quite impressive. And somewhere Alvin claps. (laughs) (laughs) I do 10 points of damage to her. In total, you rolled total. All, all your stuff. Okay, ten points of damage. Nah. The strike it only is... gets wor- better as I get more levels. <laughs> the strike is true, and blood is drawn. And she, <laughs> you are going to die. She brings her weapon back up. But we go back round to the beginning. Attila, you are now on shore. Yeah. 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 Um, it is Attila, Kriak, and Echo. Mm-hmm. So I don't know who wants to go first. Well, I'll, I'll go. <laughs> <laughs> well, I'll go. I'm, I'm inclined to let the uh, potentially uh, rampaging as, go. As, as, as Brockler, Brock, Brockler, as yeah. Brockler moved closer, I'm assuming I'm no longer So it was 16. 60 feet. It's probably about 15 feet because it's diagonal. So you're about 30 feet. About 30 yeah, feet. About, okay. Yeah. okay, so I will charge. So you're going to do your move 30 feet. I'm going to do my move 30 feet. Yep. Um, so... <laughs> Brocklin needs to make a strength saving throw. Of what difficulty? Uh, of... Yeah, I think it was uh, 14. 14. 14. Okay. Wait, so I'm a bit confused with the ranges, because we were 60 feet away. But he's been swimming up I the... Swore, oh, you swam. 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 We went from an sense. angle. Got into the thing the and then running. That makes more sense. And she's come closer to fight you. Yeah. Uh, so... As you're standing there fighting, and she goes, "You're gonna die!" You suddenly hear this, <laughs> and there's a Love giant hippo head comes steaming in. Um... <laughs> I rolled a two. Yeah. Okay. She did not notice. Okay. <laughs> so, boom! This gif comes in from the side. Whoa! Hello. Do I get to add my strength bonus? To you that? do get to add your strength oh, that's, bonus. That's cool. So She's that's a bad day. so that's thirteen points of damage. Okay. okay. That is a hippo and a half. Um, okay. Now she's prone. Wait. So as you're oh, standing, there, through the air. she tur- She's like bringing her sword up like this, and the hippo comes in from the side, <laughs> and you hear her spine crack. Ooh. As the hippo comes in, and her body, bending in a way that it shouldn't do, flies away from you in a kind of kind of right angle, uh, and is indeed prone, yes. but also dead <laughs> uh, on the floor. And the body kind of ragdolls across a couple of rocks uh, and lands uh, still. Um, so, Brockler, you have killed Brockler. Um, <laughs> I'll just look at you Thank you, Sarah. <laughs> Sorry, didn't mean to. Uh, thought I'd hit her afterwards. Okay. Uh, we're still in initiative order. So, Echo and Hriak, what are you doing? Um, I want to Hriak, be you know that someone's chanting. in the trees. You hear this chanting, you don't mm-hmm. know what it is. 
I want to move towards the chanting. Okay, so you're going to run into the trees. Yes. But not, well, maybe well, not like, ah, okay, blindly so run this, into the this, trees. Like burning hands <laughs> everywhere. <laughs> know how which that's fallen out of the sky and has run into a fight, away from a fight, and now back into, I don't know what. Should probably keep an eye on him. Yes. There is also, like, really nice trees with, like, green leaves and stuff all around you, and it's, like, really confusing. Yeah, it is all confusing, but that guy wants me dead, so sure. I want to shoot him. Okay. Get rid of him. Are the, trees, are the trees on fire? Aren't the trees on fire? Uh, no, they're kind of uh, crisped around the edges. Just... It's not enough to, like, ignite a forest fire. It's not... Not yet. It's not that kind of thing. Or maybe a bushfire? It's going to roll a crit and just be a... <laughs> uh, so, that is... Oh, hello. Got me a little... Stuff is happening. That is that one. Yes, that's right. And... Uh, let's get this one out. Okay, right, so you get move into the trees. Uh, you move your... As you're moving in, mm -hmm. so you sort of step like 10, then 20 feet in, you can see off to the side, there is this mercy killer figure wearing this hide armour. Um, it, it doesn't actually look... Now that you're getting closer, you've always they've always been behind you, always chasing you. You've never stopped long enough to sort of stand there and look at one. And look at them, you know. As you look at this person, they're doing... There's just finished some sort of magic from the previous round. You can see that there's a faint glow across their body. Um, the 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 armour looks ornamental. It is not protective in any fashion. And it looks like it's designed to be intimidating. There's a skull thing on the face. There's like spiky bits. But it's all kind of loosely strapped on... It's not really of anything um, defensive. It's more okay. for show. There's this kind of horns on this kind of skull face. And you can see that there's kind of a grey-green skin underneath. Orcs don't exist on Athas. But this this uh, creature is like some sort of orc. Uh, but you don't know what that is, but it's kind of tusks in the mouth, you know, tall, broad, uh, chunky. Um, looks like a, you know, the same dimensions, a bit taller maybe than a mule. Um, the same kind of build, that kind of strength it's in the big, body. Yeah. yeah. Okay, I'm going to kind of thrust my hands out and hope, because I want that person to not be there. <laughs> okay, you cast Magic Missile. Oh, cool. <laughs> pew, pew. You're like, go away! <laughs> pew, pew. I don't know how it works. And three... Um, fairly dark. Wonderful. They're not that actually that bright. These magic missiles. They're kind of this kind of uh, umber color. Streak out from you uh, like dark suns, and they streak out <laughs> towards um, this figure. So it's three d four plus three uh, uh, plus one force damage. So Thirteen yeah. in total. Thirteen damage. Okay, that's not bad. Because they that's auto bad. hit, don't they? It's yeah. just. Yeah, they do auto-hit. Okay. And as the <laughs> strike this creature, it turns towards you. And this kind of suddenly looks like it recognises that it's you. And it's like... And it's like... It itself it looks like it's trying to do something. So in its turn, it's going to obviously do something, cast something at you. Echo, you're kind of 
leaping gracefully through the trees, swinging from vine to vine. <laughs> no. no um, uh, but you are one with the land, indeed, aren't you? Yeah, uh, not this land. No, no, no. But you are moving through the trees, yes. and maybe React's not even aware that you're So there's following. something there that I don't know what it is, Yes. but it's doing stuff. Yes. And then there's this guy. A very confused guy going... charging at it. I'm going to try and, like, flank... So Okay, yeah. Because yeah. I'm not really sure like who this guy is. I know sure. we just rescued him. That doesn't mean he's a good guy. I don't know what he's about to do, yep. who that guy is. Yep. I'm going to flank okay. him. Okay, as you flank, of... make a perception roll. Hmm, probably not. Uh, oh, maybe. Yeah, that's enough. Okay. Uh, you can see that this person has an emblem of the mercy killers on them. Okay. That has very strange clothing like they're from the stone age or something like they've been dumbing themselves down maybe they've been hanging out in isgard in a weird uh, <laughs> locale where no one wants to wear metal armor and you've just got to fight with clubs I to mean, prove how I'm strong okay you are with that. Yeah, yeah sure you are you are okay <laughs> with that it's just a little bit odd yeah uh, they look like they're eschewing um metal in any form mm -hmm. and they've got bone and obsidian on their body Bit like the mule who had an obsidian necklace on his around his neck from earlier on. So, do you want to try and get into close combat? Um, can I like get around and are they aware of me? Uh, that's a good question. No, they're fairly near this tower that you came from. Yeah. Um. You know, there's probably about fifty foot gap between them and that tower. Can I get into a, like get round and get into a good position to strike from, but not necessarily initiate? Yeah, sure, yeah. sure. So you can move around. They haven't seen you, mm -hmm. and you're in a fairly good position where you probably um, will get advantage on your cool. next attack. Okay, cool. So yeah, Echo Tiller, you've had your go. So Brockler's dead. Boom. <laughs> Cross that one off. Heskin. <laughs> right, all of this thing, stuff is kicking off. The kids are fine. Paladins are running into battle and all kinds of things. What do you want to do? Uh, I'm going to follow my Attila friend. Okay. So I'm going to move towards Attila. So, yep. And then I can Bardic Inspiration. I can do that twice. Okay. So that's a bonus action. So I can move and yes. do that one. Yeah. So I want to... You can dash and do that, I think. Oh, okay. Yeah, because dash is your action. Yeah. But in your bonus action is... If you have some... You only get a bonus action if you have something that allows you to activate a bonus action. Otherwise, you get a move and an action. Right. And a reaction. But that's generally not on your turn. So you, because you've got that ability, you can invoke that as your bonus action. Cool. So but you, Yeah, you only get one. Yeah. yeah. Okay. okay. So, so I can dash and do the bonus, or it's just the bonus. No, what I mean is you only get one bonus action in a round. So you yes. can do okay. that, and, and something that else yeah. has a bonus action. Yeah. Okay, you can cool. do both of them. Okay, so I'll dash towards Attila, and as okay. I'm going, I can play my. <laughs> <laughs> okay, you hear this whistle behind you. I feel like oh, this is yes. I'm charging into battle with music around me, and this kobold seems very useful. You know, maybe someone useful to have. On a crew. Yeah. Uh, and uh, yes, you're inspired. So that gives... What does that a give? A D6. D6? Okay, cool. So you now have a D6. Wicked. Excellent. Right. So then it is the Mercy Killer's go. And he turns and sees his quarry. And he... Casts Magic Missile at you. 
Ooh, can't dodge that. Oh, I wouldn't worry. Uh, and then you died. And that's how I died. <laughs> <laughs> the dart deals 1d4 plus 1. Yeah, so it's 1 per one. dart. 3 darts. Yeah. So 3d4 plus 3. 1, 2, 2, that's 5 plus 3, that's 8 points of damage. Oh, no! <laughs> you need a healer. I need a healer. Cross over with you and could possibly fly over and heal. You alright? He has two health points. <laughs> two hit points. Yes. Two yeah. hit points. Two. Okay, cool. So, uh, that is their go. They are going to move uh, towards the tower. Presumably you kind of stumble or something? I probably got quite a lot of blood coming off me. Right? <laughs> yeah, yeah. You'll hurt the three... I, I did get walloped by a big two-handed blade and I'm yes. not wearing armour. And these magic missiles have thumped into your body. They don't like penetrate the skin or anything. It's like a force that goes into you. But you would probably have gone... Like you've been shot three times. Uh, And you kind of stumble backwards slightly. Uh, And he steps towards the tower and sort of turns uh, as when it comes to your rounds, you'll probably dash him over the head. Uh, Jophiel. Uh, How far away is this all kicking off? Within 30 feet. I will. Just sort of through the trees. You can hear it all going on. Ah, I'll move just so I can get a clear shot. Okay. Uh, and then I will... Uh, I assume I recognise the Mercy Killer as well. Uh, make a perception roll to see the emblem. No. Roll. I rolled a natural one. Uh, yes, you don't. You're, there's, t- there's trees in that and foliage in the way, but you see I throw the figure. a magical javelin at him. Okay. Javelins! 23? Oh, no, 22, sorry. Okay, that's it. So your divine favour. Yes. That was, you stab someone with it, you're going to throw it. Yep. It still stays on that weapon? Uh, yes, your prayer and um, powers you with divine radiance. Until the spell ends, your weapon deals the extra d4 radiant damage on the hits. Okay. So it lasts for 10 rounds, because uh, up to a minute. Okay, cool. So, bam! Not the best roll this time. Three, four, six points of damage. Okay. So, there's like a streak of sunlight through the trees as this javelin flies super fast, hits this mercy killer uh, in the shoulder, and it kind of spins and turns. It almost saw you for a moment there, but then this javelin hits it, (laughs) and it kind of turns uh, and ah, screams in pain. Um, Attila, Hriak, Echo. I'm going to... Move after him and flail at him again and hope something happens. Okay, right. I feel like we need to. <laughs> I feel like we need to make some sort of roll. Can you pass me the spell sheet? Oh, right, there are eight spells on here, aren't there? Oh, oh, I'm trying to do something. I want him to hurt. You want him to? Okay, hang on. <laughs> Specifically, want him to hurt. <laughs> okay, like, roll a d6. Fireball with him or something, and I'll be stood behind. Five, you. five. Okay, you cast Magic Missile. Hey! Can you cast Magic Missile? Yes. <laughs> Use a Sorcerer Point. Okay, no, well, I don't no, need, no, no, I don't need no, to. They're the normal spell slots. Ah, uh, okay, sorry. Points. Gotcha, gotcha. Okay, right. So, just while you're doing that, what are you two doing? Echo and Attila. Because uh, are you moving into the area? Are you... So, so if, I can, if I can move to him in a straight line... Yeah, you can't actually see him from where you are right now. So that probably see my possible. back throwing the spear. Yeah, yeah. In terms of the mercy killers, for the benefit nice. of everyone. Yes. Their group as a whole. So the mercy. Yes, that's probably a good good thing. 
Thank you. Thank you so, no, no, no. <laughs> Mercy Killers are a faction in uh, Sigil who are uh, headquartered in the prison. Uh, and they are part of a uh, kind of triumvirate of factions, them, the Harmonium and the Governors, who are kind of judge, jury and executioners. And the Mercy Killers are the executioners. They kind of want to do all three roles. Uh, the Harmonium are lawful, good police force going around making sure no one's doing anything naughty in quite a lawful, strict way, but generally good. They want the betterment of everybody. Now then. The governors are a lawful neutral group who try and decide the rules and the way to govern the city. Uh, and the mercy killers are lawful evil in the fact that they dish out the pain. Uh, and so you will get groups of harmonium and mercy killers patrolling the streets of Sigil doing very different things. Mercy killers are hardcore. Their followers are true believers in the way that they want to do things. Mm -hmm. Their base is on Acheron, outside of Sigil, which is a plane that is just a collection of giant iron cubes floating through an infinite void, and it is a plane of constant war. Uh, and not like Isgard, where it's like joyous battle, and we better ourselves through Combat. fighting, and we'll have mead tomorrow. If you kill me, I'll buy you a drink. Uh, in Acheron, it's like constant war and destruction. And these giant cubes have armies and castles on them and they fly around and they bash into each other and all kinds of stuff. So the Mercy Killers are not people to mess around with. You know this, but it seems that this Mercy Killer wants to kill this person who's just arrived here from some plane, some world that you probably haven't heard of or it's very obscure and people don't really come from there normally. Why did the Mercy Killers... I think only the... Uh, the flying one knows where I've come from. The others had rode off. That's true. Only Quaff knows the actual world that you, you mentioned it to. So, yeah. yeah. So you don't know where he comes from, but the Mercy Killer wants to kill him. And he's only just got here. It seems he's a little large. It's a bit it does seem a little bit odd. Yeah, I'm going to pounce. Okay. And once you're outside of Sigil, it's kind of like... Fair game. Fair game. You know, you know, to a certain extent. Plus, to a certain you know, extent. Lawful evil is totally not my bag. Yeah, absolutely. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Yeah. So he doesn't know I'm here. He doesn't know I'm here. Well, he might Ish? be. He might be able to see you. But yeah. So. No. No. Uh, okay. So you have <laughs> advantage. You have advantage on your attack. Yeah. So with your shillelagh. I'm gonna run up and like leap out of Jeez. wherever I was. And yeah, down from a tree. On the, huh? oh, oh. Out of the. Shrub, no, whatever, no, 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 yeah. Go for it. I don't actually have the stats for a basic quarter star. <gasps> D6 damage. D6 damage. Good. And then I have my bonus from whatever. So I'm yes. rolling a Your twice bonus. for advantage. Yes, and you pick the higher number. So I've got an 8. That was so nearly 20. Did you see that? <laughs> and an 11. Okay. Okay. And, and then... Plus your proficiency bonus and your... Dex, dex modifier so because it's a finesse weapon. Two. Yep. Dex is plus two. Okay. And then. So you hit. So Fifteen and you d six. Yep. Yep. And then I've got do, 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 spell casting instead of strength for the attack and damage rolls. Oh, okay. So you add your spell casting modifier, mm -hmm, which I think is still two. Okay. So that's the same. Too many bits of paper. Yep. Okay. So that's cool, mm -hmm. and it's magic. Yes, counts as magic, and you do d6 plus 2 damage. Yep. Do I need to do it 
do whatever the kobold was. It's up to you when you use it. I've already told you hit. Okay. So. Two. That was only a d6, right? Yep. Yep. Plus two. Plus, yep. And then plus. Unless you're using it two handed. Hold on. And it might become a d8. Might be versatile. Oh, no, it says the weapon's die becomes a d8. Oh, okay. Sorry. Okay. So d8 plus two. Six. So eight points of damage. Okay. Bonk. You pop out of a shrub. (laughs) (laughs) You didn't. You didn't see her. He didn't see you. You crack him on the head. Yep. And the the skull mask is really just some sort of mask he's wearing. Cracks and like falls off his face. Mm-hmm. And he's like, oh, he's got a big welt growing on the front of his face. Uh, he is not dead. So yet I can attack him. So um, I can just run up to him and hit him. my magic missile. Oh yeah, sorry, magic missile. Yeah, sorry. Okay. Do but your magic I've missile. I've already. I have. I rolled for it. I've actually been waiting. Sorry. Yeah, okay. Sorry. Sorry, Roger. 13 damage. Okay. Your magic missile flies across the space between you. And purely only because of the distance you get there just after (laughs) echoes crack with a stick. You weren't aware of her as well. Uh, And as your magic missile pummel uh, its body, falls over backwards, its body rupturing the force damage, you can see this horrible kind of bruising coming up across its body. And it kind of collapses on the floor. Dead. Uh, and then the hippo charges through the trees. Uh, and everyone's kind of stopped fighting. <laughs> I shall slow to a stop. I shall to, stand up and look inspired. To be honest, I'll probably run. I've no idea that he's, <laughs> he's not trying to kill me. Oh, that's true, I have yeah. no idea who any of these yeah. people are yeah. other than the flying one. And I yeah. kind of Well, the flying one's there. coming back. But so, yeah, I'm running. Pref has got everybody else. And you were a bit of a... You weren't... Right next to him, were you? No, no. A little, a little, a little way away. But if you run, charge into yeah, the area, he's like, yeah, yeah, no, I'm no, you gonna, run I'm away, gonna run. you run towards. At least didn't shoot me. You're, you're a big yeah. scary thing. I'm just legging it. So you point. run away from the gif, but you run towards uh, Jophiel, who's kind of near. And you recognise this person who helped you, and Quaff arrives back and sort of sort of lands. I will just run cleanly past Jophiel. Okay, right. You start running away. Uh, I'll say to Croft, Croft, do you want to see if you can help him out? Should we talk to him? Hello? Yeah. Hello? Stop running! We don't mean you any harm! He's still running, and you have yeah. wings. <laughs> Very well. He flies out in front of you, and he says, stop! We don't mean you any harm. We want to help you. We're here to help. We've been sent... My friend Jophiel has been sent here to ha- deliberately, for the very specific reason, to find you and help you. Why would a king want to help me? A queen, sorry. A queen? Look at the metal! That's got to be one of the richest people I've ever seen. <laughs> he holds up his trident, which is made of metal. I, I think, God, you're all rich! <laughs> I, think, I think you've come from somewhere unusual, and we need to have a conversation. Look, you're What are you safe. talking about? This is... This is the Outlands. Do you know where you are? Uh, I was in... I'm going to assume somewhere just outside of Tyr. Okay. I think we need to have a conversation. You're on another plane of existence right now. A what? Am I dead? Not yet. 
no. Some people might say you are. Say you. we're all dead. Anyway. You will be. <laughs> Come, sit so, down. I'm no queen. Who's that? Who are you? What's that? What's with the... The okay, cat person. What's with the massive one? The cat person's gone away. What's that? I'll say, pointing at the you little lizard. Just save some people out of the water. Don't worry about that. What the, the hell was that thing with the, the other rich guy one with the metal? And where did all that come from? I will say, pointing at the water. Okay. And <laughs> I think there we will leave it for tonight, <laughs> as you guys have all come together. On this island uh, in in the Outlands. Hearing someone asking a lot of retarded questions. And you have saved uh, the suffering one uh, from... And some little elves. And some little elves. We've had trauma, we've had bloodshed. <laughs> ridiculous yes. questions all over the place. Absolutely. Cool. Okay. Very well. valid questions from a perspective, I suppose. Oh, absolutely. Yeah, but to absolutely. you lot, they sound insane. They do. <laughs> So, thank you very much for joining us. Uh, that was the first episode of our new show. Very excited to see where this goes. Thank you, guys. Uh, I enjoyed that. Um, please don't forget to check out all our social media. We've got links below, and you can see our little logos at the bottom right-hand corner of the screen. Uh, also, check out the Thornless Rose, uh, all their cool stuff with leather and lasers. There's something in there for role players, LARPers, uh, I think they're doing war laser gamers. Yeah, war gamers, yep. laser and cut got, like, tray these table things boxes for. That you can keep all of yeah, your stuff in that's and, really cool. Yeah. That's coming soon. So there's going to be a Kickstarter, and we'll be shouting about that when it happens. Uh, and also, please go and check out our uh, uh, our charity donation uh, just giving page for Diabetes UK. Um, even if you don't live in the UK, it's a great cause. Uh, you know, it affects. Lots of people, so please, please go and check that out as well. Uh, also, go and check out our other shows. Um, and uh, yeah, please. next time, yeah, for in two weeks' time for more uh, The Dark of the Cage. Maybe uh, some answers to the questions, <laughs> maybe. <laughs> maybe not. Bye bye. bye.